Good morning, church. Merry Christmas. And I do want to say that that was a great presentation from our Crossroads kids. And thank you so much who had our hand in it from, from the beginning to end. I'm not even going to mention the names, but thank you for playing the piano and, the, and, the, and just everything that's going on, the whole team pulling it together. Um, so we're, we're going to get into our message right away this morning. It's called The Perfect Christmas Gift, and we'll be in the book of Galatians chapter 4. Why don't we all stand together and, and turn to our Bibles, Galatians chapter 4, verse 4 through 7. Galatians 4, 4 through 7. But when the time has fully come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, born under law, to redeem those under law that we might receive the full rights of sons. Because you are sons, God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, the spirit who calls out, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but a son. And since you are a son, God has made you also an heir. Let's pray. Father God, we just thank you, Lord, for all that's been done today, God. We give you glory, honor, and praise, Lord God. And we, and we thank you for these words. We thank you for the videos. We thank you for the songs, the worship, the presentation, oh God. We thank you for all this, Lord, Lord Jesus, pointing to your Son, the only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, the Messiah. We just thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in this church. Open our eyes and our ears and our hearts, Lord God. Visit us now, Lord God. Let us feel your presence. Manifest yourself here, I pray, oh God, in Jesus' name. Bless this word in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. You may be seated. My old boss used to say, timing is everything. Timing is everything. And he had a way of being like ahead of the, ahead of the crowd and ahead of the, the groups of people. Um, and he, just put, he was able to put plans into action way before anyone really even saw it uh, happening. And, um, and he would just take immediate action and implement things right away. That, that's just the way he was. He implemented things right away. Uh, timing is just so important. Um, a, a good joke in being done with the wrong timing doesn't work out. A message that you're about to preach and music comes on is not always the best timing, right? Timing is everything. And, and he would say, write this letter or do this or, or do that or, or, go, or go there. And I usually just did it um, because I knew that from experience, he was always seemed to be ahead of everyone else. And so I just simply followed his leadership and followed his direction. And very often he was right. But you see, God has great insight, greater insight than any man, any boss, any, any leader. God has greater insight. God sees the big picture. God, God is never fooled. God never says, oops, I, I didn't know that was coming. Oops, that, that didn't ha- I, I didn't see that, that happening. He, he, never, he, never, he never says that. He never says, oops, this one got away from me. God knows the beginning from the end. He looks down on earth and he looks over, over time and he sees with clarity. He sees, he understands, he knows. He knows what steps need to take place next. In his wisdom, in his wisdom, when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born of a virgin, born under the law. Now, most people didn't even understand that th- what was happening here. Most people didn't really see this coming, or at least didn't know what was going to be played out uh, when the story starts taking place. Timing in life is so important. When should I get married? When should I start having children? When should we start preparing for retirement or for, for our future? The who, the what, the, the where. 
The when is all important. What college should I attend? And who should I date? Who should I marry? What church should I attend? When should I leave? When should I go? What do I do next? What do I want to be when I grow up? What is the career path that God has for me? When's the, the perfect timing to do this? And the list goes on and on and on. But God knows all these answers. He knows, he knows the answers to these questions, in fact, before we even ask it. God knows what is needed, and God knows where we should live, and when, when we should get married, and who we should marry or date. And God is the one who gives us gifts and abilities and talents. Um, and we're going to talk more about that in a, in a moment. He gives them to us perfectly. He hand-created those gifts for you perfectly. Hand-created by God for you. And God knows perfectly what we need and what we need to do next. And he knows when and where and how and how much things are going to cost and, and when the healing is going to come. He knows everything. And he has given us the perfect Christmas gift. When the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law. So the first thing, God sends us the Messiah. God sends us the Messiah, his only son, his perfect timing, in his perfect timing, in his perfect way, born of a woman, born under law, he enters into history. He's 100% man, and he's 100% God. That's a mystery and a miracle. I say that all the time. He will be the deliverer. He will be the savior of the world. He will be the servant. He will be the miracle worker. He will be the high priest. He will be our healer. He will also be a judge. He's going to judge the world. People think they get a pass. He's going to judge the world. But initially comes to seek and save those that are lost. For God has not... For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, that the world through him might be saved. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, in the, who's, who's not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already, because he has not believed in the name of God and the only Son. And his name is Jesus, the Messiah, the Savior of the world. And through Christ, we have been given an opportunity to receive this free gift of salvation. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him, believes in him, whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And so we see in scripture that God is a generous God. He's, he's a generous God and he gives and he gives us a perfect gift and he gives us abilities and talents and he's very generous with them. He's very generous to us. But the greatest gift, this perfect gift from God that he gives us is the perfect one, Jesus Christ, the Messiah. Anyone who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Jesus is the perfect Christmas gift to anyone who will receive him. Now, many of you might be hurting today. I don't know the story. Or, or life has thrown you a curveball. Life throws curveballs all the time. You might not see nowhere out, but you heard today from the video, Jesus is the answer. I always tell my kids, Jesus is the answer. You, if, you, if you're not sure what to say, Jesus is the answer. That, that, that goes pretty far in life, but you've got to believe it too. You've got to have faith, and you've got you to believe it. And while life is never going to be perfect, people are looking for a perfect life, we're going to go through trials. We're going to go through uh, tribulations. We're going to go through struggles. Life, life is not perfect. You don't need to go it alone. You don't need to go it alone. When you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, he's going to do a new work in you. He's going to always be with you. He, you're never going to be alone. And that work is done from the inside out. Now, some of the changes might be immediate and instantaneous. And some might happen over time. 
But we are to wait on the Lord. We are to yield to God and allow the Holy Spirit to guide you and to move you and to, to touch you. And life will take on more meaning. Relationships will grow. Your love for your spouse will become more intimate. Your love for others and people will grow. I believe that. Things will start changing as you allow the Holy Spirit to touch you and guide your life. You will start seeing more clearer. You will start having a better understanding of what's right, a better understanding of what is wrong. And you will start wanting and desiring to live a pure and a holy life. Not perfect, but a pure and a holy life. And I believe he will rescue you from the darkness that you might find yourself in. He will redeem you. He has purchased you with his blood on the cross. He has conquered death and the grave and the tomb. After three days, we know that he arose. He broke out of that. Those chains could not keep him down. Death and the grave could not keep him down. And Satan tries to kill him on the cross permanently, but he was unsuccessful. He wasn't able to do it. The grave or no chain is strong enough or able to bind him up. And Satan, though, wants to try to kill you and destroy you and hurt you as well. His goal, Satan's goal, is to separate you from the love of God. That's his goal. Satan is constantly giving us things in our life to distract us as well. And he wraps it up in all these things that might look pretty, good gifts, but they're filled with lies and deceit. And sometimes it's in our relationships. For example, the guy, the guy likes you. And he, and, it's a good, and he has a good job, and he's a nice person, and, 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 and he seems so nice, so you marry him. But he doesn't love Jesus, so be careful. It's going to derail you and, and, and redirect you into other ways and, and move you away from your calling. And you're going to possibly have a rough time in life because of it. Or the girl looks nice and fine, and all your friends are like, Woo, she looks so good. But the problem is she doesn't love Jesus. And she doesn't love Jesus. And so what's going to happen is over time, you're going to find yourself in despair. Find yourself being distracted. Find yourself being taken off guard. Often it comes in different ways and forms. And maybe it's that work. Maybe it's that promotion. Maybe it's that new job that you've been waiting for for such a long time. And you've been working so hard. And it finally has arrived. And you finally got it. And you finally feel successful. And you feel important. You did it my way. You did it your own way. And, and, and it's in your own timing. But it takes you away from church. It takes you away from your family. It takes you away from the loved ones. And it starts putting God second. And then God is third. And then God is fourth. And then all of a sudden you're like, God who? And God doesn't even exist in your life anymore. And you don't even feel it. It becomes an afterthought. Or maybe it's in your sports. Or maybe it's in some kind of extra um, activity that you want to do. It seems so harmless on, on the surface. Oh, I'm just going to hit a ball. I'm just going to play kick a ball. I'm just going to play some soccer. I'm just going to do all these little things. Really, it seems so no big deal. It's not a problem. No big deal. But it becomes a big distraction in your life. It takes you away from God. It takes you away from kingdom work. It takes you away from being God-minded. Distractions, distractions. Everything else seems to be so important, more important than what God has called you to do, than what God wants you to do. Distractions are not always a bad thing. But many times they're wrapped up in good things. So while Satan failed at his attempt to kill Jesus the Messiah, he continues to come after you with the full force of the dark side. And it's all wrapped up in things that look good and filled with distractions. A good thing, but not a God thing. And when you look closer at it, when you go deeper and you look closer at it, 
you will know that this is not God's will for your life. You, you, you will know that this is not what he's called you to do. And when you pause long enough, when you just pause and wait on him, when you wait on Jesus' perfect timing, you will see that it's not what's best for you. And you went ahead of God and you stepped ahead of God. But there's also grace there too. You need to know when you fail, thinking you're doing the right thing, you fail. And there's still grace and he still loves you and he wants to help you. So don't get all caught up in that. I'm just saying that some things are distractions and some things you step ahead of God and you do it in your own perfect timing. But I also want to know when you fail, get up. When you fail, rise up. When you fail, say, I'm sorry, God. I repent for this, oh God. And get up again. Don't stay down because that's what the enemy wants you to do. He wants to kick you around and keep you destitute and in that, in that pain and in, in, in that sorrow and say, oh, uh, oh, woe is me. Oh, woe is me. My family did this. My family did that. My work did that oh woe is me satan is a liar and a thief and he wants you to stay wounded so get up get up don't stay hurt don't buy into this don't don't buy in everything else but but satan wants to distract you and he wants to move you off course busy 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 everything else but being busy for god everything else but not focusing on what he wants you to do what god wants you to do and we stay distracted and we stay busy so long you lose focus on all the important things in life, the eternal things in life. And these things in life, they matter. They matter and they affect this life and they affect the life to come. God's plans are purposeful and done with perfection every time. Number one, God's plans are purposeful and done with perfection. When God sent Jesus to earth to be born of a virgin, this wasn't some kind of Hail Mary attempt to salvation. God was intentional. God was purposeful. And he has, his plans are perfect. You know, years ago, I, I used to follow the Dallas Cowboys, and they used to do something called the Hail Mary. I don't know if anybody watched it. That's right. And they would throw that, they would throw that ball hard and far and high, and it would go 30, 50, 80 yards, whatever it was, into an end zone, and it would touch multiple people's hands, and somehow they would catch it. Right? And it was like they won the game. And it was just an amazing, exciting. So many people touch it and they get it. And they get it. But there were times that it just did not happen and their plans failed. But God's plans are not like that. God's plans are secure. God's plans are firm. God's plans are straightforward. It's not a wish and a, and a prayer. No, God's plans are purposeful and, and perfect every time. He's not only able to put these plans into motion, so have faith, church, and trust Jesus, the Messiah. He has the resources. He has the ability. He has the know-it-all. He, he has the great wisdom and great understanding, and he's able to put these plans together with perfection. Our plans will fail, but God's plans will never fail. Our ways are uncertain and unclear but he sees with 2020 vision and then some. He sees perfectly. He sees the past. He sees the present. And he sees the future with perfect clarity. Hallelujah. We are limited. He is limitless. He knows all things. He sees all things. He hears all things. Amen. Nothing gets past our God. Hallelujah. And the Lord is, is not slow in keeping his promise either, as those understand slowness. He is patient, patient with you, not wanting anyone, not, not wanting any one of you to fall and be lost, but everyone to come to repentance. Jesus came to seek and save us, those who are lost. 
And every one of us, without Jesus, we're lost. Without Jesus, we remain in our sins. Without Jesus, in our heart, we're banished from him forever and ever, for eternity. Without Jesus, we don't really have a great future. You might, you might think things are good on earth. You might think you have a great job. You might think, oh, look at me. I'm making six figures. I'm doing so well. The, you know, but, but times are coming. Times are coming. And you're not going to be able to get past it when those tribulation times come. And when that, when that white throne judgment comes, if you do not know the Lord Jesus Christ, you say, I know him. No, you know of him. You know of him. But you have never made him Lord of your life. There's more to life than what happens on earth. God wants a forever relationship with you, with you, with you. A forever relationship. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. Jesus wants an ongoing relationship with you. And he put a plan in action before creation, before the creation of the world. And his plans are still being played out in your life. And that's the way it goes. Now, it's impossible for us to be perfect while living on earth. Nor is it perfect, possible for us to be perfect and holy in perfection on our own. Because we're sinners, because we're fallen people. And so we need Jesus in our life. We need Jesus in our life. And so God's plan was to send Jesus to earth because we're imperfect and because we failed to walk with us, to live with us, to dwell with us, to hang out with us, to be a perfect gift for us. He's the perfect sacrifice. He's the perfect lamb of God. He's the perfect savior. He's the perfect redeemer. He is the perfect gift to mankind. Amen. Thank you, my sister. Thank you. And the work that was done at the cross at Calvary is done with perfection. Yes, it looked terrible. Yes, it was painful. Yes, there was great anguish there. Sin does that. Sin is ugly. And sin and disobedience eventually leads us to death and Hades and a separation from God for eternity until we repent. And so Jesus loves us that much that he leaves his throne in heaven and he takes he, he, he takes our sin on. He comes to earth. And that punishment fell on him. And that pain and that suffering of those sins. He bore those sins on, on, the, on his back, on his cross, on the cross. So that we can live and be with him forever and ever and ever. That's such love. That's such passionate love. That's God's, God's love. And, and so by his stripes, we are healed. We can be healed. We don't always recognize it. So, so thy will in heaven and come down to earth and heal us on earth. It's through death and resurrection and the work he's done on the cross that we can be saved and set free from the, the grip of sin in our lives to those who confess and repent to God for their sins. You might know of him, but you don't know him. We no longer have to yield to the prince of this world who is Satan, the devil, so many people just blame God for not stopping the devil from his evil ways. You hear it all the time. If, if God only did this, then, then this would be better. But you know what? Each one of us empower the devil and others like him when we submit to him instead of submitting to God. We all have the ability to receive the free gift of salvation, and yet we deny Jesus and reject his free gift. And with that, our testimony becomes empty. Our testimony becomes powerless as we submit to the devil instead of God. 
But when we receive Jesus, so many things change. When, when we see him as, as our Lord and our Savior, and there's people in here, if you start asking them, and they tell you their testimony, you, they would be like, I was a drug dealer, I was a drug addict, I was a mess, I was an alcoholic. But once I got hold of Jesus, once, once I gave him my life, everything changed. There's power in that name. There's power to break those chains. There's power to overcome. King Jesus has come. And with that, we get the benefits from heaven. With that, we get to resist the devil in Jesus' name. He must flee. Hallelujah. And with that, we become a child of the king. We receive a great inheritance in Jesus' name. And this first uh, chapter 4 of Galatians um, it starts by saying that as long as the, the, the heir is a child, he's no different from a slave. Although he, owns the own, his own, although he owns the whole estate, this child owns the whole estate, he is subject to guardians and trustees until the time set by his father. So also, when we were children, we were in slavery under the basic principles of the world. Imagine for a moment, just imagine for a moment that your parents were extremely rich, millions and millions of dollars, extreme wealth. And as a child, you know that one day you inherit that great wealth. You, you inherit that all, the wealth, the money, the resources, the, the stocks, the homes, everything. But today, but, but today you, have, you can't access it all, right? You can't access it 100%. In fact, your parents bring in a teacher or a tutor or a governor to teach you about handling wealth. And you start to learn about your father's business. And as you grow more and more and more, and you start maturing, more and more things are being released to you. Eventually, you're going to inherit everything that your father has for you. But this takes time. This takes maturity. The Jews and the Greeks called this process the coming of age. The coming of age. And at a certain age, a boy or a girl would receive an inheritance. They would receive the coming of age. They would receive, and, 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 a, and a boy became a man. In the Roman culture, this was a little different. The father decided, the father decided when the coming of the age was going to be. It wasn't at an age, it really wasn't at an age, but it was the timing of, of the boy's maturity as a child. And the father was set that according to his will. And it would differ from child to child. And when we receive Jesus Christ, we become a child of the king, not through natural birth, but by adoption into the family. He has chosen us and given us all rights. We get all the rights of heaven and we become, we become part of God's kingdom. We become heirs of the kingdom of God. And at a point in time, our father is going to allow us to enter into our full inheritance. But now we wait. Now we patiently wait. We eagerly wait, but we patiently wait. And we're in a training camp right now. And the law and God's words are tutors to us. And, and we learn how to handle things. We learn how to steward things. And we learn how to manage our, our giftings. And we learn how to be faithful. And we learn how to be patient uh, to our Father while we wait. And right now, while we wait, there's limits right now on us. We can't fully know him. We can't fully understand all that's happening. We don't fully have the full access to everything right now. But we have direct access to Father God. We come before him with all our needs, 24-7, 365 days a year. We, we, we can come before him anytime. Our Father loves us. 
Our Father loves us, and he loves you greatly, and he wants to pour out every spiritual blessing for everyone in this room and everyone that's listening to it. But it started with a baby born in a manger. Luke, Luke chapter 1 goes into some details. Though. God sent his, the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, to the town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to hear went to her and said, Greetings, you are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will be with child and give birth to a son. And you are to give him the name Jesus. And he will be great. He will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. Forever, forever, forever. And the kingdom will never end. Hallelujah. God's plans are perfect. And they're done Perfectly, and they're done on purpose. So Jesus came down from heaven to dwell on earth with each and every one of us. He lived with us. He walked with us. He can spend time with us. And then he died on the cross. First Peter 1, verse 19 through 20, but with the precious blood of Christ, a lamb without blemish, a lamb without defect, he was chosen before the creation of the world, but was revealed in these last times for your sake. Through him you believe in God who raised him from the dead and glorified him. And so your faith and hope are in God. Jesus is the perfect lamb of God who was slain from the creation of the world. God had a plan for everyone in this room from the beginning of creation. And it was about Jesus. It was about him coming to earth to live and dwell with us. Hallelujah. He'd be born as a baby, he would die on a cross. He would be resurrected three days later. God had a plan and a purpose, and it was done with perfection. If there was a better way, if there was a more perfect way, God would have done it for us. Salvation is God's gift. God giving us the perfect gift, and that was Jesus. Why would anyone refuse such a perfect gift? Why would anyone refuse this perfect gift of Jesus? We all love getting gifts. No matter how perfect the gift you receive from your parents, from your friends, from your, from your loved ones, there's no better gift than receiving Jesus Christ. The Bible says all things were created by him. All things are created for him. He's before all things. And in him, all things are held together. And, it is, and he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead. So that in everything, he might have supremacy. So God was pleased to have all the fullness dwell in Jesus. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born of a virgin, born under the law. And Jesus came to earth in God's perfect timing so that everything in him might have supremacy. God's plans are purposeful and they're done with perfection. His ways are supreme. But we have choices that we have to make. We all have a free choice to make. What are you going to do with your freedom? What are you going to do with your freedom? Will you receive this perfect Christmas gift? Will you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Will you receive him? Will you start, will, will you start yielding to him? Isaiah 9 says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. His name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Jesus is not just some ordinary baby. He's God himself clothed in flesh, born of a virgin, born with humble beginnings. 
And if you were to ask Mary and Joseph about the, th- about the timing of these things, they might say, it was not perfect timing for us. We were about to get married and we were going to start a new life together. And Mary, being a teenager and pregnant, before they consummated their marriage, seemed, how can this be? This seems impossible, unbelievable. It made no sense to them in the natural Made no sense to them in the human terms. But they both believed God's words and acted obediently. And this is what faith is really all about. Faith is trusting God's words even before you see the results and the outcome of those words. Jesus came to set us free. Jesus came to set you free from sin. He lived on earth. He walked on earth. He talked. He died. And he was raised again. And the stories of his life and the miracles and the time spent on on earth seem extreme to many people. Many, many, many hear the stories and they don't believe. Many, many reject these stories. Many people will never open up the Christmas gift from heaven. But what's most important for you today? It's not what everyone else is doing. What's most important for you today? Will you receive Jesus? Or will you reject Jesus? Will you turn away the perfect Christmas gift of salvation? Or will you unwrap it and receive it and embrace it and welcome Jesus Christ into your life? Mary and Joseph believe God's words. This takes faith and courage. God's plans are perfect, purposeful, and done with perfection. And God has a perfect Christmas gift for you. It's Jesus Christ. It's his only son, only begotten son. Now your life is not perfect. I get it on earth. It'll never be perfect on earth because of sin, because of unfaithfulness, because we live in a fallen world, because people reject Jesus. And we know this. We know that bad things can happen to good people because we have free will and people are going to reject God. But God has a plan for you. God has a plan for you. God has a divine plan for you. Regardless of what you've done, regardless of where you've been, regardless of how low you have gone, he has a plan for you. Some people feel broken and wounded today. But God came to heal you. God wants to help you. God wants to restore you. Some people, your family let you down. Parents let you down. Friends have rejected you or abused you. But God loves you and God wants to welcome you into his family. He wants you to say, Daddy. He wants you to say, Abba, Father. And when you receive this gift from God, he accepts you 100%. Because you become his child. When you, he, you repent, and he receives you as his child. Because you're sons of God. God sent of the Spirit. God sent the Spirit of his Son into our hearts. The Spirit who calls out, Abba, Father. He now becomes your daddy, God. He, he loves you so deeply. And, and while human fathers and human parents and, and friends can, can let you down, God will never let you down when you put your trust in him. God's plans are purposeful. And they're done with perfection. He loves you. And he wants a relationship with you. And not only are God's plans done on purpose and done with perfection, God has created you on purpose. With purpose. He has handcrafted everyone here, everyone who could hear my voice, with gifts and talents and abilities. And they're to be used on purpose for his purpose. 
And as long as you're running from him, as long as you're not using your special giftings, whatever they might be, as long as you're hiding from the call, you will never fully enjoy and appreciate what God has for you. You will never fully enjoy your walk and journey on planet earth. You can't. No matter how good you think it is, it's better with Christ. But when you live for Jesus and you place your full trust in him and and you dedicate and you're fully devoted to him, on purpose, building the kingdom of God on purpose. You will have such a satisfying life. However that is, perfect, no. But as long as you're on earth, life's not going to be perfect. But as long as you have Jesus, part of your life, you will become an overcomer. You will overcome. You'll be able to walk forward with faith as he leads you, as he guides you, as he moves in your heart, as he moves in your life. There's something exciting that takes place, but you must place him first. He must be Lord of your life. Don't be sitting here thinking, I got it all figured out. I'm, I'm high and mighty. I'm greater than everyone else. If you really don't have Jesus Christ in your life, you're, you're, you're lost. You must receive that free gift of salvation and become a child of God. Amen? Amen? Let's stand, church, as we bring this message to a close. But not everyone in this, not everyone in this, in this, in this group is a child of God. Not everyone is a child of God. You need to understand this. While everyone, everyone is part of his creation. I want you to listen while you're standing. Everyone's part of the creation, not everyone is his child. Many people, their father is the devil. The father is the father of lies. And by denying Jesus Christ, you deny God as your father. Without Jesus, you're lost. Without Jesus, the reality is, life doesn't have true meaning. But, what, but with Jesus, you become part of his family. You become a child of God. You become grafted in. You become adopted in this family with Jesus. We have all accesses to heaven and the kingdom of God. Why would you ever, ever refuse the gift from God? Why would you ever do that? God loves you. He chose you for himself. But you need to receive the free gift of salvation. And Jesus will be with you. And the Holy Spirit will empower you. And before we, we were led in a worship song and bring the service to a close and this message to a close I want to give everyone here an opportunity on this Christmas Sunday where we're celebrating with every head bow and every eyes closed for just a moment saints of God stop praying for those around you saints of God stop praying for for those not only in this church but your family and your friends and and co-workers and people who are listening over the internet saints of God start praying and worshiping God now listen if you don't know Jesus Christ in a personal way you're lost In other words, if you were to die today or tomorrow, do you go to heaven or hell? You need to make that decision. Do you have a relationship with Jesus Christ? You need to know that. Now, don't take the decision light that I'm asking you today. Because this decision is going to affect eternity. And the devil is going to be happy if you don't want to listen. And the devil is going to be happy if you don't want to pay attention. And the devil is going to be happy if you don't turn to Jesus. But he's going to get angry if you do. And God is not going to force you to choose him. He gave you free will, but he wants you to lovingly submit to him. Or not. You have that choice. Those who want to receive Jesus today, eyes are closed. I'm not going to ask you to come up. You just raise your hand and say, yes, I, I, I want you to recognize me, Pastor. By a lift of hand, you say, I want to know Jesus. The exact words that I'm about to say is not what's really important. It's not like some kind of routine prayer that you have to say. If you love Jesus, if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, if you were to die today, you just simply say, Jesus, I'm a sinner. I made a lot of mistakes. Please forgive me. 
I want to turn from my sins. I want to turn away from the evil. I want to turn away from those good things that distract me from you. Be Lord of my life. If you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. If you did that this morning and spoke to God in your heart, you are saved. You're a child of the King. God will be with you as your Savior forever and ever. You will have access to his kingdom and all the benefits the Bible speaks about. You now have access to all of it if you've done this today. And if you did, tell the person who brought you. Say, yes, I accepted Jesus today. Or or call myself or my wife or one of the leaders here. Email us. But tell someone today, we'd love to pray for you. We'd love to pray with you. We believe in the power of Jesus. We believe in the power of the name of Jesus. And in heaven, heaven is rejoicing. When one saint, when one sinner comes home, heaven rejoices. And everyone in this room who believes in the Lord Jesus Christ, every one of us had to take those steps, those same steps of faith. And if, if not, they're not saved. And so we get so embarrassed here in life. Jesus loves you. This I know. The Bible tells me so. Hallelujah.